You're not my real dad. We've already covered this. I am. <laughs> Papa. <laughs> Try Tafel's a bitch. Oh, no. We're not doing this. I can't handle it. Gotta get a fucking, like, the the cork board out and get the fucking red yarn and then everything gets all fucking complicated and suddenly everyone's their own fucking grandmother out of goddamn nowhere and only really it was in another fucking timeline altogether and Jesus goddamn Christ, I gotta do this again and I don't speak German. Duh. <laughs> goddamn it, Dark is a good show though. Welcome back to the Bad Gamecast. This is Jason. I'm Jake. And I'm Elsa. And this is a special episode. <gasps> That's right. The year 2020 is over. At long last. Oh, boy. It well, only took the better part of a decade. Well, you know, unless... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. As soon as the clocks hit, you know, uh, January 1st, it doesn't just roll back over. <laughs> no, we are suddenly introduced to month 13. Oh, no. Oh, I thought we were just going to groundhog year it. That's that's God. what I was figuring. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the day, like time just starts moving backward, but we still live it forward, so it never actually ends, and we get to do it uh, for three years in a row. I don't want to live in this world anymore. <laughs> so anyway, after all those depressing thoughts, <laughs> hooray, 2020 is over. So this is our year in review, uh, where we talk about things we played out of the podcast, on the podcast, bests, worsts, other things... That we feel like talking about from the year. And I think we'll mostly just hop right into it. Hell yeah. So first category is best things that you played this year. Point. Not for the podcast, just best things you played. Is, 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 is it time yet? Is it time for me to say Hades? Because Hades. Because Hades. Because Hades. Because Hades, have you played Hades yet? Because you should go out and play Hades if you haven't played Hades yet. It's it's gorgeous. It's brilliant. It's got great music. It's got a bunch of great personalities. It's great gods. It's a roguelike. I'm sorry, Jason. Tell him about Hades. What, what is this game you're talking about? I've never heard of it before. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can uh, I can copy those sentiments uh, pretty well. Yeah, uh, Hades is. Roll real good. It uh, is super stylized. It's Super Giant's newest game. Very, yeah, stylish. And uh, all the gameplay is really tight for the actual, like, roguelike gameplay of progressing, you know, through the game. Different weapons. So each, you know, weapon feels unique. There's, like, five different weapons, but each weapon has four different modes. So you can have different yes. play styles that feel fairly different. Uh, and then it's interwoven with a story that actually functions really well. So even when you die, you get to progress story-wise by talking to people, even if you're not necessarily progressing through the uh, combat section. So it actually manages to blend both of those really well it's a great game you are trying to escape the underworld uh as a young 
minor god named Zagreus. Um, and you, on your way out, receive boons from Olympian gods. And the boons that you receive are uh, random every time. You'll get things like lightning powers from Zeus, tidal wave powers from Poseidon. Oh, is Lord Poseidon going to have to make another visit to this episode? I um, hope not. Thank you, Lord Poseidon. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Beetlejuice, right? If you say this it enough episode, times. So no. <laughs> Poseidon shows up. <laughs> Only if you stare um, in a cup of water will you do it. Uh, think about horses. And... <laughs> These powers all interact in different ways, and since there's like, I don't know, nine or ten Olympian gods that you can receive boons from, there's a very large amount of ways you can play this game, and because it's going to be random boons every time, you basically get a different mode of play every time you play the game, and it stays fresh and it stays interesting. And like some of the combos you get are hilarious and you blunder everything and you just have a giddy old time shooting like chain lightning arrows that create more arrows that create more lightning and then lightning is striking everywhere and you giggle your way to the bank and as the Lord of Thunder just puts a hand on your shoulder and says, good job, son. I'm your dad now. <laughs> that doesn't happen. But like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, Zeus becoming someone's daddy, he'd never do that. So yeah, if any of that sounds like something you'd like, or not, you should probably check. I mean, like, it is a very good game. It's uh, funny, because um, like, I'm looking, like, as I list out the games that I enjoyed this year, uh, that's not typically the kind of game that I enjoy, and then as I look over this list, there's um, a lot more roguelikes than I would have figured for this year. Uh, I think I mentioned in a previous episode, it definitely seems like, as a genre, it's kind of in at the moment. Yeah. So. I mean, I'd rather it be roguelikes than, like, Battle Royales, which was the last popular thing. and still kind of is, a little. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, I mean, the big ones are still big. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I, w I was having a tough time with this category, because Risk of Rain 2, like, got officially released this year, and, like... Uh, I, myself personally, plus like us together, have put some time into some Risk of Rain too. Oh yeah. Uh, before even like it's a kind of weird one because like we played last year mm -hmm. and this year. Like it officially technically released this year, but we've been playing it for a while. It's a very good game. It is real good. And then like Gunfire Reborn, which I'm not sure if that's officially out. I don't know that it is either i'm pretty sure that's technically still early access but man it's still real good what is a gunfire reborn uh, it is a uh first person shooter that is a roguelike um there are three characters now there's a cat who does like he's got some kind of like control powers he can freeze people with a static orb the dog deals with explosives and the chicken does melee damage uh you, you pick up guns as you go through you get better you know guns there's drops there's <sighs> at the end of a stage you get different abilities that affect different ways so you can have a different build specked out each run there are scrolls that affect you and there's a whole bunch of them that change how you play 
You know, there's one that's, you know, sets your health to one, but doubles your shields. There's one that gives you no shields, but doubles your health. There's one that uh, you take no lightning damage, but you take more damage from other elements, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. I want to be a combat chicken. Yeah. it Especially if you have people to play with, it is a real good time. Yeah, it is. Or like uh, Bullets Per Minute, which I've been playing recently, which came out this year, which is a, a rhythm, the first person shooter, roguelike which is a sentence I never thought I would say, and I'd feel like on paper I would hate that, but it is a really good game. Also, the uh, soundtrack fucking slaps, which is what you need in a rhythm game. This is true. Uh, If you've heard of the game, a lot of people say it's, you know, rhythm-based doom. Yeah, that is what it feels like. Which, by the way, doom came out this year. Which brings me to uh, my favorite game, because it's hard to pick any of those over doom. Rip and tear. Yeah, I um, I've said on multiple occasions, Doom's such a weird thing for me because it was like you know, pay full price for the game and I don't mind. And it's like sixty bucks for like twelve to fifteen hours is what I've put into it. Like I've put in so much less time than I have a lot of other games, and I uh, wouldn't change it for the world. I love the just hyper intense focus. Of doom. Sometimes you just need yourself a neat little compact experience. That's just uh... brutal violence. <laughs> yeah. Always be going forward. Always be ripping that fucking chainsaw, getting that shotgun reloaded. Well, I mean, you don't reload ammo in Doom, but just you do when you empty it. Wow. Am I supposed to add something to this? Uh. It's Doom, Game of the Year, you're welcome, <laughs> fuck you, Last of Us 2, a game I haven't played and have no thoughts on. <laughs> right, like, there there were some bigger games that people, you know, uh, Last of Us 2 won some awards. I don't Go- watch award shows, I don't know. Ghost of Tsushima won some awards. I played neither of those. Uh, <laughs> it just didn't really uh, grab my interest. I, I don't know, I, it's funny. I played and enjoyed because I did two playthroughs of the Outer Worlds, the, oh, what is their name, Obsidian RPG from last year, but I don't think I could put it in that category. There are enough flaws that I like the game, but I wouldn't put it up there. Yeah. Which is interesting because that seems like all sorts of your kind of game. Oh, it absolutely is. And I, as I said, I really enjoyed playing through it, but... Um, there's some stuff with the plot and your choices that, you know, one of the things, the, there's multiple endings, right? In Fallout New Vegas, their other game that I probably played the most of, there are four unique main endings plus all the side stuff you do. In The Outer Worlds, there's two. Oh. And, uh, I... D- and that's bad? I, for the second time in a game, I can't side with the bad guys because they're so comically bad and dumb. Mm. I just genuinely can't build a character that I feel, that makes sense. They've got terrible ideas. I'm not going to go into it here. (laughs) But they've got terrible ideas. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I haven't haven't started that one yet. I have it uh, on a list of stuff to get to. Th- yeah, me too. I think you'll enjoy your time with it. I don't think it's bad by any means. There's, yeah, a few. I ran into minor bugs. They've mostly been ironed out at this point, obviously, yeah. a year later. Um, 
which we'll get into, I suppose. Because <laughs> uh, it is. I definitely can't say cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. I've also enjoyed my time with that because I play on a PC, so it's not nearly as broken. So, you know, I'm like 15 hours in as of recording, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I've encountered almost no bugs, which, you know, makes me luckier than most, I guess, kind of. I don't know. Supposedly, and from what I can tell, the PC version runs way better than any other. So, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. I played Risk of Rain 2. I played a lot of, you know, games with Jake. Oh, yeah. And then I played a lot of stuff for the podcast. Let's see what else good things did I play this game uh, this year. I played uh, earlier in this year, the beginning of the year, I played a game called Daisy Dungeons that I think you would really enjoy, Jason, and maybe you would, Jake. It's um, kind of like a puzzle, deck building, dice rolling RPG. Yeah. Single player. So you've heard of it? or? Oh, yeah. Uh, I okay. might have it on my Steam wish list and just like uh, was never in the mood to pull the trigger anytime it went on sale. I think, uh, you know, both of you guys enjoy like card games and board games and stuff. And it feels like kind of a card game board game that could only exist in a video game medium it's a weird little mashup of that and uh so almost has almost puzzle elements to it you know that uh, uh same vein have you uh looked at monster train nope uh or it's other uh the uh, i think the one that a lot of people point to uh slay the spire yep which i've played a bunch of slay the spire it's a good time it's a deck building roguelike uh, Monster Train is very similar. Yes. Uh, so here, here's a fun one. It released on PC in January of this year. It's not a game, but an expansion. Bruh, I don't know. Iceborne. <laughs> Holy shit, really? Monster Hunter Iceborne came out on PC January 2020. Oh my god, it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> right? So I guess I can add that to it, uh, because um, I've actually been playing a lot more recently. One of my friends recently got into it. So I've been playing a bunch with them. So I've clocked a bunch in in the last couple months, just playing back through it basically with him. Yeah, fuck. Iceborne is real good. And then you get Grandma Cat. Oh my God, she's the fucking best. I mean, I could take or leave the Guiding Lands personally, but. Oh, yeah. It's it's another one where I don't not have issues with the game, but boy, oh boy, do I love just going and bonking monsters on the face. You just got to bonk them. You just got to spin to win, right? Yeah. All right. So I wish any, anyone else got uh, anything else you want to throw on? Mm, well, I might as well shout out Atomic Crops while I'm here. It's a roguelike, you know, like twin stick shooter slash um, farming game. I was waiting for you to bring <laughs> this one up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It was going to happen. Um, I don't know. You got seeds. You got a plot of land. You got a farm and you're trying to plant crops in this horrible mutated atomic wasteland while trying to fend off like mutant rabbits and slugs and stuff and uh has a very uh cutesy weird atmosphere um and, uh, almost feels like a throwback to something like zombies ate my neighbors or something <laughs> just something about the whole shooter slash farming game being meshed together you you plant your crops during the day and you defend them during the night it's kind of like a fucking plans versus zombies bullshit except you got a gun and um 
I'm, I'm definitely underselling it right now. Uh, it's one of those games that I am gifting to multiple people this holiday season. Spoilers. I am spoiled. It's true. Gasp. All right. So moving off just the, so those are uh, games that I think we all, uh, anything we brought up are things that we kind of just recommend. Like if it, if, if it sounds like something you might like by the description of like the type of game, check it out. Like these are, these are good games. Hell yes. Now we're moving into the slightly lower category of good games that we played for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The bad game cast. What are the best things we played for this? Oh. So, Richard! Michael! <laughs> <laughs> and so on and so, so forth. So if you missed an episode, uh. Uh, that was our uh, 4th of July Special American episode <laughs> of Metal Wolf Chaos XD. Yeah. Yes. This is dumb as hell. It's so fucking. Go listen to that episode again. Oh my god! <laughs> it's fucking start to finish. Fuck yes. It's so good. It's one of those rare games I mean... that we do for the podcast that is genuinely enjoyable, not because it's a good game. <laughs> It didn't take itself seriously. It knew it was corny, C-level acting. Um, you know, both me and Jake are big nerds for the uh, robotic combat genre, and I don't think Jason's terribly far behind, so, you know, kind of hit that sweet spot for us. Oh, yeah, just armored core enough to... Uh... <laughs> also, yeah, that, like, House of the Dead-level acting. Oh, mm. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, I guess I can say something. I don't know. He looked at me weird. So. Expectantly? I guess I have to go. I mean, actual best game. One of the best games we played this year for me, probably. It's funny because I go back through the list and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I complained a lot about most of these games. It's kind of what I do. God, I don't even know. It's such an interesting thing to have the perspective of the bad things we've played since. Yeah. Right? That, like, I look at these and I'm like, Mirror's Edge. I remember not particularly liking that game. But man, oh man, I would much rather play Mirror's Edge than most everything else we played this year. Yeah, it really changes when you stack it up against everything else, right? Right? <laughs> um, the actual gameplay of the game was pretty well fine. Running, jumping. It was, it was pretty fluid. Doing tricks and shit. It certainly wasn't perfect or without issue, but like, I could definitely see something there. Yeah, me too. Uh, I need a drama main. <laughs> yeah. As we've covered, uh, not being really one to get motion sickness certainly helps. Yeah, I bet. Well, like, even through that, like, yeah, like the, uh, the fluid motion, the uh, running around, the exploration such as it is, is still pretty good. And the, um, I enjoyed the puzzle levels where you didn't have any dudes trying to punch you or shoot you or anything. You were just, it was you against the environment, just trying to figure out how to get up a tower without setting off any lasers. Yeah, the 100% just parkour levels where it's just mm -hmm. climb and flip and figure out how to get to the top. Because, yeah, the action was not great. No, not particularly. Anything else you want to either honorable mention or throw out there? 
Uh, yeah, as much shit as you guys will give me for it. I uh, genuinely enjoyed the story for WWE 2K20. Uh, the gameplay is dog shit. The game is absolute ass. It barely functions. It hates running actively, and I don't want Vince McMahon to get any more money. God damn it. But I thoroughly enjoyed the story mode. It was stupid in all the right ways. The fucking boiler room of the dead. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we got hard disagreement over here, but I expected that. But uh, also the uh, anime fun times that was Ashura's Wrath and like not the gameplay because gameplay sucks, but all of the uh, cutscenes, which just make it into its own anime series or like movies and it would be as enjoyable. I really enjoyed it. I mean, if we're talking things that I probably enjoyed more than basically everyone else <laughs> on this podcast. It's probably was Wilson. I played a lot more of that oh. than either of you. Yeah, and like I think the fact that you were like our primary like uh person who was like doing the story in our group. Like there were times where me and Jake just like missed chunks of the story mm -hmm. and missed chunks of experience. So like you were generally mowing through enemies while we were going, I can help too. <laughs> oh God, save me. <laughs> Yeah, so it's I tended to be higher level because I was I played through everything as well as I played with one of my other friends and some other people online. So like I played a fair amount of the game. It uh, I mean, Jake when we were talking, you uh made a comparison and I think it's kind of apt that it gets the anthem award of you almost had a promise, but boy oh boy did you fail to deliver. Yep. And, uh, yep, it was, it was almost a good, and then it wasn't. I love that, the Anthem Award. <laughs> I'm going to get a death glare here from Jason, but I kind of enjoyed Battletoads. I will fight you on extent. the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Just like it is your going to do violence in space. Oh, man. Uh, mainly because of the uh, character writing and the, uh, I don't know, style of the game. And I also liked, you know, some of the random ass sections, mostly the like uh, spaceship shooting sections that you did. There were certainly points where it was incredibly frustrating, but as a whole, uh, it was very close to not being a bad game for me. Close. No cigar. I mean, I get that. There were those, uh, for me personally, some choice moments in the dialogue that were genuinely funny. I just wish that uh, they had done more of that or more jokes hit than missed, I guess. Or, you know, they uh, took some other time and made the gameplay better. <laughs> oh, no. This is like uh, Battletoads to me is more kind of what you were saying with Shura's Wrath. I didn't hate most of the dialogue. There were some that I really fell flat on most of it was fine and some of it was actually really good and it should have just been a cartoon i found the gameplay so bad i didn't want to play to get to more sections of actual writing although uh, uh i mean yes but uh else i'm with you like the um there were certain sections that like the uh the, what do you call it the bike the turbo tunnel sections i didn't think were bad and then the um the uh, spaceship part. That wasn't that bad either. 
And who could forget the classic Toad Shambeau? <laughs> Anyways. I'm now filled with ire. So now I have to say it because like everyone's like, hey, let's talk about garbage. Let's talk about Witch Sun. Uh, <laughs> all right. So go with me on this. I need you to understand. Witch Sun is a broken, terrible mess. <laughs> That's fucking underselling it. <laughs> Not only is it broken and terrible, it will infuriate you because you'll randomly get teleported to the Forest of Doors. <laughs> I fucking love that place. <laughs> I love that place because it killed Jake. Because there's no escaping the Forest of Doors. Yeah, it killed my soul. <laughs> At least that either of us could find. By the way, the Forest of Doors is quite literally just doors. And you can walk through them like because they don't have physical substance in theory one of them lets you out but there's like ten thousand doors yeah it's a doors as far as the fucking eye can see <laughs> so i'm not even sure how you're like supposed to try this in anything less than like 50 hours uh or you can have an item in your inventory that teleports you back to like town but it is full of some of the weirdest stuff and that's kind of why i love it is that this was clearly people making a game and they just wanted to include some weird stuff like a forest of doors or the in between time and space that teleported into you into a labyrinth of gold or uh, just how many different things. And then because the game was broken, you know, you would go somewhere and the wind would blow and all the trees would turn 90 degree angles and like it, it was insane. And then suddenly, the music. Yep, off in the distance, you could hear a happy song start to play as that, it barreled towards you. <laughs> the happy tree song was the loudest song I have ever heard. <laughs> Imagine a jet engine and then think louder. I don't understand the sound mixing in this game because there was none. But I look back on it fondly because it created a bunch of dumb moments that are hilarious to share that again the gameplay like it, okay, it's fake skyrim that's the gameplay yeah uh, okay and then it's glitchy and bad and it has some really over the top and dumb ideas which honestly i kind of want more of in games now i want the games to actually function preferably i know one or the other I don't know, someone willing to do something crazy and dumb? I'm kind of here for it because, oh, let's be honest, there's a lot of video games that come out that are just uh, copy-pasted. They have no soul. This had soul. Bad soul, but it had it. <laughs> the soul of a deranged serial killer, but it was there. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you got to give it to the uh, developer, if there was more than one person, I'm surprised. Uh, they had ambition. And, uh, yeah, they're, like, I, as frustrating as I found this game, uh, which is why, like, I couldn't put it on my best of the year of stuff that we played. Because, boy, howdy, did I have myself a time with, like, the hours I spent trying to find the exit to the Forest of Doors because I didn't have a portal to get back out of there. Or, like, not knowing what to do. Or, like, how in order to get through the quest point, you had to cheese it. And I didn't think to do it. Yeah. Uh, but, like, there are genuinely fun moments in this game because it's such a broken, buggy mess. 
the uh, Happy Tree song, watching that play out for you because it didn't happen to me. Like, especially like where it happened the first time. God, it was, oh, it was glorious. It was fucking magic when you're just walking on this bridge and the song starts to fade in and then it never stops getting louder. And you're like, what is happening? Like you're screaming over the sound. I turned my volume all the way down. It's still playing. Oh God, help me. <laughs> or like uh, I was using a, a broom or a spoon or some stupid shit for a weapon and it would occasionally turn into a sword because I was a cleric, I guess. And that's a thing that would happen, which was amazing. Not good. Not good. Because you couldn't count on it. It was a, it, it, it was a haphazard mess. But man, was it entertaining. Those moments. Yeah. And entertaining is noticeably better than the final category. The worst things we played this year. That's right. The review of all the bad things that we played for the bad game cast. What really scrapes the bottom of the barrel? Oh, boy. For me, I had to sort of categorize the three worst things I played into, like, three distinct categories, because there's there's Shooter Spheres, (laughs) which is a game that Jason so generously gifted me that was, like, banged out by one person their like first experience with Unreal Engine. This was either a student project or a learning to code project. It's barely functional. It uses stock textures, stock sounds. Um, it's it's barely a game. I'm so glad I brought and this into your life. It's fucking miserable, <laughs> and has just the worst gunplay I have ever experienced in a game, ever. Listen to the episode last week, and you'll hear why. Um, but it's it still doesn't feel like, you know, it wasn't a game that made an effort <laughs> in any way. And so we move slightly up the scale to the, like, worst functional game that was made, like, probably by a team. And that's for me, was Vroom in the Night Sky. Or as I like to call it, Big Rigs in the Sky. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) I will not have you besmirch the name of Big Rigs (laughs) like that. Vroom is much worse. By being more functional. I think every time we say that, we owe Tito Smirnov, whatever that guy's name is, a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Vroom... I guess one of the things that really sticks out for me in that game is its horrible, horrible, horrible localization. Probably the worst localization I've ever seen. The um, <clears throat> the dialogue that happens is nigh incomprehensible. The gameplay is literally just flying around the sky on a, a fucking moped or bicycle or whatever. Motorcycle. And... Um, you fly through rings, I think. Yeah. I can't even remember. But, like, just as a game, it fails on all the fronts. And I uh, I was kind of angry for paying money for this game. And then we move on to the third category, which is the game that made me the most angry. And this is fucking Left Alive. <laughs> I saw this coming. 
because Mikhail and his Square Enix little fucking whiny boy personality. I don't want to be in a war. Motherfucker, you are a mech pilot. <laughs> Get your shit together, pick up your gun, and go to war. But I don't wanna. But Warsaw just wanted to play with the big toys. <sighs> the the story is laughable. The um, attempts at a theme are uh, weak. Uh, the gameplay is frustrating, like sometimes maddening. I died so many times in this game. Uh, it, the, just the, the wandering around and trying to be stealthy in this game is tedious as fuck. The, the fact that it has uh, save points instead of being able to save wherever you want, fucking miserable. There's so many times where like I progressed maybe 30 minutes like through his own, got killed and had to go back that full 30 minutes and like lose my entire progress and just the fact that I didn't realize there was a box full of guns for the first 3 hours. Yeah, that's kind of on me, but it's also kind of on the game for not like, you know, saying, "Hey, there're guns over there." Oh yeah, I, I totally mm. didn't realize that each box was like unique so that like taking guns out of one box would like I, I wouldn't lose them for later because I definitely thought if I took those guns I wouldn't have access to them in later levels but because later levels mm. are in a different location they give you more boxes of guns yeah yeah but I and dodged this game everything. has the gall <laughs> to call itself like to, to like present itself as a triple a title like well I mean oh it's making me so mad they're a triple a so studio mad. I- yeah, but they also made The Quiet Man. So. Yeah, I was just going to say, they also made Deaf Batman, and that's a fucking polished, well-made game, too. One of you go, because I'm just going to devolve into, like, feral badger noises at this point. Oh, don't let us stop you. <laughs> so I, I, I have a, a harder time with worst. Like, I mean, we all know what my, my absolute worst is going to be, but, like... I want to talk about some of the runners-up for me on this one, because, like, A Valley Without Wind 2, oh, my God. That thing fucking blew, or Elex? Holy shit. And then I would get in arguments with people on the internet trying to defend Elex and that it's a good game. No, it's not. Its systems are bad and broken, and it's boring, and it's barely functional, and it hates you, the player, and it disrespects your time, and I don't know why you people are into it, but all Piranha games games play like this, so I should go play another one that sucks worse than Elex? No. <laughs> Go fuck yourself right back. But, like, there's that. And then there's Drake of the 99 Dragons, which I didn't know if you knew this, uh, dear listeners. Drake of the 99 Dragons fucking sucks. It sucks as bad, if not worse, than you think it does. And it definitely belongs on a list of the worst games that we played of the year because it would feel weird not to include it. But... It is widely considered one of the worst games of all time. So, like, it, it has to be mentioned. Yeah. But my, I, I will say my, not my runner-up, because uh, I believe Jason, yeah, you got that one covered. But it was Eternity. Holy shit. Eternity sucked from start to finish. I, I'm not entirely sure I'm not totally out of it, and that I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to have a switch in my hands, and I'm going to see a fucking unicorn and some useless elf chick, like, staring at the screen, wondering what I'm doing. I, I don't know. I'm not thinking positive thoughts, lady. God damn it. But I, I, I ranted and bitched and screamed enough in that episode. I'm <laughs> Yeah, because uh boy oh boy it was that bad. <laughs> uh 
I guess I should uh, look for some runners up or something. I don't know. What do we play? That's boring. That's boring. I don't care about that. That was boring. We played so many things that just kind of like malaised. You remember when we played Crucible? That was funny. Barely. <laughs> you know, as much game as there was there. Right. And as long as it lasted. Uh, in terms of being like kind of broken and incompetent, we did play Garshasp, the Monster Slayer. Holy fuck. <laughs> and Garshasp 2, Temple of the Dragon. Uh-oh. Oh, shit, that is what it's called. I know. I actually called it the right thing. Go me. Yeah, I was waiting for What About Electric Boogaloo, and it never came. Uh, so that sucked. But anyway, uh, it's I, I have one pick for this. It's Lust for Darkness. I, uh, I'm not going to actually get into it. The episode is up. It has a warning on it for a reason. It's our only episode, right? Correct. Yep. That's ominous. It kind of glad that like I missed out on that one because I kind of I'm gonna I'm gonna go listen to that one again now. It does things that offend me on a uh, human and personal level. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Sonic would say that's no good because that's no good. I uh yep yeah. I would love to have more to add, but yeah, and you're right. We cover it then. There's. I, I had said during that episode, like, I didn't even want to talk about, like, I didn't want to do the episode because I didn't want to this game to get any more attention than it already has, even if it's from our meager audience. Like, it's not, well, fuck those people. <sighs> so that's it. The worst of the worst for this year. Oh, Lord, we have another year. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh, but before and we get into Don't stop coming. Yeah. Go before we get into the upcoming year uh this past year we got the youtube going we currently just have uh mostly our twitch streams and occasionally when jake remembers to put episodes up oh yeah i should do that yeah uh so we we launched the youtube and we talked about wanting to do some actual stuff with it mm -hmm. uh unfortunately it never came to fruition this year a combination of things it, you know you'd think with all the extra time at home because where are you going it would be more time for projects but then you have to remember all the time that you sit and stare into the void because the crushing the world <laughs> uh and that takes up a lot of time so like you know <laughs> that i get that 2020 was a blast it was great <sighs> Right, everybody, we we survived, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if not, those of you listening, yeah. we survived. How did you? How are you listening? Wait, do we have a zombie audience? Action zombie? <gasps> are you guys really into Drake and the Ninety Nine Dragons? Our, our podcast number one amongst undead. Can't prove that's not true. Hell yeah! Put it on a fucking t-shirt. Woo! <laughs> uh, you know so. That's really mostly all we did this year. We kept on doing everything else we've been doing. Mm -hmm. The Twitch streams, the podcast, obviously. Uh, in major news stories, we got new consoles, which we're going to have to look into probably getting at some point. Yeah, yeah, we are. Because uh, games come out for them, and those games probably suck. Whoa, they, whoa, whoa. They definitely suck. <laughs> <laughs> There's already one that came out that we 
would have played if we had. Also, if I wanted to pay $70 for a game. Hate that. Thanks. $70? The new normal, $70. Yep. Games on the PS5 oh. and Xbox Series S are going to cost $70. Oh, and no. Since publishers are, you know, publishers, they'll probably do that with their PC releases as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'm indie gamer for life now. Yeah, it's... um. It's real cool when they're like, we got to we gotta raise the price of $70. And you're like, oh, so you're taking away like all the microtransactions and seasonal passes. And they're like, no, 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 no. We need your dollars. Uh, cool. Now, uh, I don't know if we ever talked about this uh, on a, a podcast, but I'm, I'm kind of split on that because like games have been $60 full price for a while now. And like, uh, unfortunately, it is about time for inflation to hit it. Right. That's that's life. That's how shit goes. Whatever. My biggest concern is like you had just said. Oh, so we're, we're dropping microtransactions and f- seasonal pass and bullshit DLC. <laughs> no, go fuck yourself. But really then, more importantly, is more money going to go to the developers and not just the publisher? Like, is it going to oh, the people that actually make the game? Absolutely not. No, I, I, I know that. But like, I'm okay with giving more money if it means that the people that are like actually doing the work to make the games actually get the money. Fine. Fuck yeah. I enjoy your work. You should get uh, 70 bucks. Fine. I'm okay with that. It's amazing to me playing indie games, right? That cost substantially less. And I'm like, I would rather pay you $60. Yeah. Because, I mean, there were, I mean, we've already, uh, at the beginning of this episode, did we mention how good uh, Hades is? Uh, what? Pretty okay. I I never heard of that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how much does it? How much does it run? Twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars. If they charged me fifty, I still would have played it in a heartbeat. Yep. I like the game a lot, and they're not a big studio. They're bigger than some of the real small indies, but they're still not a big studio. Yeah, no, they're not teeny tiny by any means, but. They're also not a giant AAA powerhouse either. Yeah. I would rather my money go to them, which is why, you know, I said when Hollow Knight came out and it was my game of the year when it came out, I bought it for like four or five people that year. And I was like, I don't care if you play this. I played it. I played a ton of it and I loved it. And I want uh, Team Cherry to have my money. So you get it now too. Mm -hmm. If it's going to lead to games that are well done and, you know, not buggy messes and it's like actually goes to the people making these good games i don't really have that much of a problem with it i do think it's a bit of an issue because anyone who's just like oh it's 70 dollars and can shrug off the idea that like 70 dollars is actually quite a bit to a lot of people Mm -hmm. especially as we're coming out of uh again a pandemic where millions went to unemployment just saying like you know, and that's that's why, like, uh, I guess my personal experience on it is a bit different, right? Because I'm with you, and I don't find 60 to be that much different than 70, or vice versa. Because I don't buy new games as it is. Yeah. I don't buy anything brand new. Few and far between exceptions. There are almost no games that come out that I'm ever hyped for. I refuse to pre-order anything, even if I know I'm going to buy it. I will spend my money when your game's out. Doom Eternal was the only game that I bought this year full price. That's it. That includes the stuff that I bought for uh, the Switch, any of the crap that I got on consoles, and definitely everything that I bought on uh, PC. 
I will get everything used and wait for it to be on sale because, I mean, 60 bucks ain't nothing, and that's a gamble on uh, my entertainment that uh, I'm usually not comfortable making, especially for something brand new. I mean, I don't generally buy new games anyway. Even if I know that I'm going to buy it, I'm still going to wait a week or three, get some reviews in, see how I feel about it. Which I think is the smart way to go, because then you, you know, potentially avoid the cyberpunk disaster. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I guess, another big story of the year. Uh, mostly gloss over it. The game came out super buggy on consoles. I can't attest to it. I don't think either of you can. Mm-mm. Nope. Like, I own the game, but I play on PC. I play all my games on PC, basically. So, it's been fine for me. Uh, and I even have older hardware at the moment, though hoping to upgrade soon. So, it's... It is certainly not a good look to release a super buggy game. It, it kind of just depends on where they go from here, and I think we're still a bit too early to really say, like, ah, it's the end of CD Projekt Red, or, like, anything. I mean, for all the uh, complaints, uh, everyone of the brothers still bought the game, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, they got a lot of purchases. Although, you know, in theory, they're actually rolling out refunds yeah, yeah. so who knows I mean, again even that they're they've probably already recouped their costs even with the refunds oh 100 mm-hmm. of production i guarantee that a hundred percent uh on launch day on steam they had nearly a million concurrent users playing so yeah yeah <laughs> it's you know obviously because that happened so recently it's still kind of a developing story but uh, as I said, I was hoping to upgrade because new hardware came out uh, for a bunch of PC hardware came out that was been pretty big and is like, hey, look, it's really good. And everyone says it's really good. And guess what? You can't buy it. <laughs> uh, just like the PS5 and the Xbox Series S and X. Yep. You can't buy them. They fly off shelves. Can you still not find the uh, consoles? Uh... I hit or miss. I mean, I, and it's weird, you know, not actively looking for one. I'm not never paying any attention. Right. It's it. I mean, it is hit or miss depending on where you live, when you look, that kind of thing. Um, So maybe you can get your hands on one. Maybe you can't. Uh, Gaming continues to grow as a market. Like it, it's a massive industry. So interest is there. And I think part of it is that like, People who grew up gaming, right, which I would consider people around our age, are now in their, like, 30s and have expendable income. Yep. So, like, if they want a PS5, they just buy it. (laughs) Well, somebody probably does. Yeah, in theory. (laughs) (laughs) But You're going to have to uh, get yourself a new multimedia center for the fucking size of those things. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. But, so you run into that where, like, you now have not only, you know, kids and teenagers who want to play games and they're like, Hey, I'm going to ask my parents for Christmas or my birthday. But you also have the people who can actually afford it, uh, to just buy it and buy it for themselves. Yeah. As well as, as I said, the gaming industry kind of just keeps growing. It's huge at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, this year is a bad example, but let's say last year, um, video games made more in sales than movies, right? Uh, it made more in sales than uh, movies, 
and books and TV. Uh, gaming is currently the largest entertainment industry in the world. That's bonkers. Yep. Yeah. Or, I mean, realize that, like, whatever, the first quarter of this year, what they said, Activision Blizzard made $1.3 billion mm-hmm. in microtransactions alone. Yep. Oh, that hurts my soul. The gaming industry is not just like, a, oh, yeah, it's something that it is gigantic. Yeah, it's not you and your nerdy friends playing in your friend's basement while uh, their dad is upstairs uh, playing some game on his computer. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's... uh, Although probably not a shock to anybody listening to this. Right. So, (laughs) I mean, I think that's... That gaming industry is going to continue to grow, and it'll be interesting. I hope that, you know, we get more good games out of it, unless... Triple A, here's a pile of stuff. But, you know, triple A piles of stuff tend to make a lot of money. So. Well, yeah, uh, as long as people keep buying them. Yep. Why wouldn't they just pump out the same crap? That is what uh, FIFA uh, exists. Yep, uh, FIFA and Madden and uh, isn't the NHL for mm-hmm. 2020 the same pumped out crap? And, it was uh, funny to see people finally give them, like, the you know, magazines that are often garbage and terrible actually push back for once. Yes. I know at least one, was it IGN maybe, that gave FIFA like a 3 out of 10? Yeah, because uh, why would they review the same game they did last year? Yeah, he actually put up his review from last year, yep. except for like the first and last paragraph. Yeah, which is beautiful. To put <laughs> maybe a, uh, a positive spin on this this idea of growth is that you know people of our generation uh people of like the internet generation have come of age and there are so many more resources now and like ability to connect to other developers and artists and you know we're just going to see more and more like super impressive indie talent oh come I, out of the gaming sphere hopefully i think that's absolutely true i it's you know we've yeah. seen the point where i mean we've talked about in the past uh undertale and stardew valley both made by one person mm-hmm. team cherry for hollow knight is three technically people and a musician so kind of four <laughs> there are teams of five and less ten and less people that are building really good games Mm -hmm. i think that's definitely going to continue um there is an amount of getting those games to the front you know right which was going to be my point like you've got so much stuff coming out i am sure there are some indie darling gems that maybe a few people know about but that most people haven't heard of that are just out there lurking and like you know i I want to be the one to go out and uncover one of those hidden gems so I could spread the good word and, you know, let something I enjoy fucking blow up. That would be amazeballs. But mostly I just want to play good games. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and that's, you know, talking about the future. Uh, is this year for the podcast? Uh, we've got some minor changes. Oh, no. Scary. Change. No. Uh, the podcast is basically staying the same. It's every two weeks. The podcast is transforming into a giant robot and is going to be start attacking your homes. 
Wait, it doesn't do that on, already? <laughs> I, I got. <laughs> isn't that what Furry Voltron was? We don't talk about fur- Furry Voltron in non-Sonic episodes. <laughs> I'd like to point out that episode comes out after this episode. Oh, spoilers! Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, time is weird, right? <laughs> time. Who knows how it works? Probably time mages or something. Uh, but yeah, so the podcast it, it keeps on trucking on. Uh, we keep compiling uh, people who send us suggestions. Uh, we've said in the past, we love it. It helps us kind of truncate. Like, we have a massive list. Uh, and we were thinking of trying to find a way to kind of post that so people can see what we have highlighted. Uh, yes. Uh, in our Discord server, I will be adding the video game list that we are pulling games from. Um, I'm not entirely sure how best to work that out just yet. And if we're going to have, um, that be a place where you can submit, uh, any suggestions you might have or not, uh, we're still fine tuning it. Yeah. So that's, there's going to be some, maybe some more changes to the discord, although we already did a slight overhaul on how that looks. Yes. So obviously, uh, if you want to check out the discord, it's us and ostensibly people who have suggestions, questions, whatever they, you know, we're there to interact with people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, we should be on there more than we are, which is something that we're working on going into the next year is more, uh, yeah. uh, more getting out there, uh, talking to, uh, you know, uh, our community, trying to build it out, be better about talking to people in general. But, you know, also, um, if you are ever on the discord and you just want to talk to us, like we're, we're always on there. Basically, like, I, I, I've i told my friends this, like, they're like, oh, well, you know, I don't know if you were doing something. I was like, I am 80% of the time that I'm not at work or asleep, I'm in front of my computer. Well, it's like I get Discord on my phone or I have it on my yeah. phone. So I re- we were at work and uh, somebody messaged uh, us for the podcast when we were at work. So I just, you know, like replied to them and they're like, oh, I... Wasn't expecting an answer right away. Like, yeah, always around, buddy. <laughs> Happy to talk to people. What's up? <laughs> yeah, you know. Because if you can't talk to other people. <laughs> oh, God. Human interaction. There is potentially small changes to the Patreon. Again, ah, scary. Don't worry about that. There will be more info on that for current patrons. Uh, there just might be some added tiers for other stuff. Well, I could say maybe this will uh, entice some of you fine folks into joining up the Patreon uh, for like, uh, I want to do uh, uh, push out more Patreon content. So I want to do uh, a monthly episode. And so at least we have that going on is, you know, as well as the bad game cast, good game cast games. We kind of like, uh, extra rest of the working title is we continually make it longer for the lols. Yeah. Yeah. So there's uh, <laughs> hopefully going to be more Patreon content as well as potentially some uh, additional things in different tiers. It's uh, Do not worry if you are on the... Currently, there's one tier. And if you're on that tier, do not worry about losing any of the content you get right now. That absolutely will not happen. No. Um, there just might be some extra stuff about. Um, what else are we trying to change? The YouTube? YouTube, yeah. Because as we said, we got it launched and we are trying 
to actually maybe put out some real content for YouTube. Yeah. Um, Jason and I have both talked about stuff doing specifically for YouTube, both together and separately, so we have more stuff on there. We each have ideas. We've each kind of started working on various things. We'll see how it goes. I am not great at video editing. I mean, at this point, it's been a minute for me, but... Yeah, I've got at least uh, one thing that I am going to do for 2021. Don't, don't, uh, I mean, like, we'll see how it goes, and then if I'm doing any more after that, but uh, god damn it, I am definitely doing this thing, so I can at least say that I did something. Can you uh, tease what any of this stuff is, or do you prefer to remain vague? Well, uh, if I don't say what it is, right, and then I start and it sucks and I hate everything about it, then I can switch gears and do something else. <laughs> because I'm we sad. are, as stated, uh, like we're trying to make more stuff, but uh, it's a process. It's one of the ideas that uh, we were kicking around was uh, taking these streams and then editing it, editing the... Blah, 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 blah. Editing them down to a more uh, bite-sized content for YouTube. You know, not just uploading the entire VOD, but like taking um, a two, four-hour stream and editing it down to 20 minutes. But that's a lot of footage that we do a week for the VODs, and then somebody has to edit it all together and like cut out the best bits. And uh, like outside of the podcast, we have like working lives and shit going on, which can be kind of tough to work around at times. Yeah. So... I mean, I, I I know I alluded to, at least on stream, and I think in a previous podcast where uh, we worked on some magic, uh, the gathering stuff, but magic is a weird one to me. It, I like the game of magic. I don't particularly like Wizards of the Company. Not going to get into that right now. Uh, we had an episode where we did. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it moves very quickly. Which is why we had one. <laughs> if you don't know about magic, yeah, uh, new sets come out every couple months, but there's like smaller sets sometimes, like special sets in between those and different release things. So like sometimes things are coming out, you know, every couple weeks. So like you can make a video and if you don't get it edited within a week, it's out of date already. Yeah, although the uh, I would like to do more of the stuff that we did because I had a good time recording it, uh, even if um, we do the same thing but don't record it. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it was a good time. It was just like, and I still like the idea. It's just refining. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where we are with a lot of that content is uh, workshopping and refining. But more content, maybe, hopefully. I make less promises. I am... I love I content. I am bad at video editing. Oh, uh, you know what would go a long way, though, is if uh, you're on our watching watching us playing something on the Twitch stream, um, if you could make some clips for us, because uh, clips would be the easiest thing to throw together into, like, a highlight reel as soon as we get enough to, you know, do that sort of thing. That would be fucking amazing. So, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's everything that we have planned coming up for the year. Obviously, it's a new year, so you all know the uh, next episode that comes out next week. That'll be a fun time. <laughs> but uh, 
I think that's everything for this year, right? Uh, are you going to tweet more? Oh, I'm not promising that. I should. I also uh, want to talk to you about Twitter off air. Wait, am I in trouble? No. Uh, <laughs> what I do now? It's <laughs> some boring stuff. Yeah, no, you're good. Is the great thing is like a lot of this is housekeeping, but. Well, it's funny, like, because uh, you and I will talk about uh, like podcasts and associated stuff at work, which has to be the most boring shit to listen to. Because it isn't like we're always discussing games. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like, oh, you know, like, what about the timing for this or like scheduling out that or. Oh, yeah. It's we, you know, we try to keep all the housekeeping out of the good episodes and dump it all in this one. <laughs> I'm so glad I decided that I needed to be part of a yearly end episode. Yeah. So I could be firsthand witness to whatever. How much is. gets edited out because it's just dumb. Yeah. I'm keeping it all in. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You got anything you want to say? Got plans for this year? Uh, Sure. I mean, I, if you've heard my plugs at all this year, you'll know I wrote a book. My uh, sort of lifelong goal, I guess, to like publish a book finally came to fruition it's not as impressive as it sounds because like i wasn't picked up by an agent or a publisher i did it myself kind of like you know the whole bootstraps thing we're doing here with the podcast but you know it's still a feat in and of itself i read it i liked it and thank you leave a review i'm not gonna do that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) killing me jake i mean he's like However many uh, next... pages ahead of me. How many pages is the book? Yeah. <laughs> it's all of them. He has yeah, all of them ahead of, of me. <laughs> I plan on uh, trying to produce an audiobook and not personally, uh, oh, working with some it. professional narrators. To I I considered it, but um, I just I'm just not that good at reading copy. I'm just uh, I'm just not. You put words in front of me and I get all tongue-tied as opposed to my normal eloquence <laughs> where I'm just, you know, speaking so well off the cuff. <clears throat> but trying to get the audiobook for book one and I'm trying to produce book two by the end of the year. Uh, I'm trying to make it a yearly thing because, you know, I'm writing in sci-fi fantasy uh, and that's generally people like ripping through series when they're reading sci-fi or fantasy. So I'm trying to uh, keep up with the demand. I mean, if I was really trying to keep up with the demand, I'd come out with one like every month. But uh, I have a day job. I'm not that famous yet. Yeah, I had had wondered, um, like, what kind of frequency were you going for? I would love to do more frequent, but uh, I simply don't have the beans. Do not have the mental beans to do that. Especially when Derby comes back to life, I will probably be, be stepping away slightly from old things ever, be it writing or podcasting, just to uh, get back into fighting shape because I, uh, I'm i very good at roller derby. And I say that uh, quite sincerely. And I would, I, I would like to um, get to the toppest of top tier in my sport. You know, since I don't know uh, Jack Diddley about uh, a roller derby, because uh, Columbus has a roller derby team, right? Are they any good? Yep. They're pretty okay. Um, they've historically gone to playoffs before, 
in the recent years, they've sort of slipped from Division One to Division Two, which means, you know, they're still pretty good. They're still in the top, like, 100 in the world, but because there's something like 400 teams in the world. So, you know, in the top quarter. Oh, yeah. But for uh, people's, like, reference, uh, my team is uh, 15th in the world. Gotta get that down to single digits. Of hundreds. <laughs> Yeah, basically. That's the ultimate dream. I want to I want to go to champs cuz like only the top 10 teams in the world potentially go to champs. Uh, it's it's a whole thing. I'm not going to break down the whole like playoff structure because we simply don't have the time for That's that. That's true. It's late. Damn. Yeah, y'all should get to bed. Let's cap this shit. Uh, so that's that's it. That's the year in review. That's the year uh forthcoming. Hopefully we keep some of that actually being true. But everyone tweet at Jason every day yeah. at the Bad Game Cast. Make him tweet back at you. Do that. I actually reply at a medium rate. It's just people don't actually tweet at me that much. Well, yeah, because you got to tweet at people yourself. Oh, no. I don't know if you've ever seen my Twitter feed. I don't tweet at anybody. Then it's I have to open into Twitter. the board. Anyway, for the Bad Game Cast, I've been Jason. I've been Jake. I've been Elsa. Now go shovel off your mortal coil. That's how we end this, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something inspirational, like, hang in there, do great. I went the opposite direction. Now return to the slime in which you climbed <laughs> out of. I'd say I don't know how you normally sign it off, uh. but Jesus, at this point, I don't know fucking anything. <laughs> I wonder who I won know. that fist fight. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Fist fight? Stop and stopping recording!